We occasionally see the term seaweed and sea vegetables used as a recommendation for thyroid patients. Seaweed is hot right now, and seaweed-containing products, powders, and even food additives are becoming more and more common. You might have heard about the health benefits of seaweed, especially as a thyroid driver. But before we make a mistake that could undermine our health, spike our antibodies, or lead to serious thyroid problems, we need to set the record straight about seaweed, particularly iodine in seaweed. If you're a fan of seaweed, if you're using supplements that contain it, or even if you're just curious about this high-powered and thyroid-stimulating food, you won't want to miss this episode. Hello, thyroid thrivers. Welcome back to another episode of Thyroid Healthy Bites, a weekly podcast dedicated to helping you live well and eat well so you can feel well. I'm Ginny Mahar, your host and the face behind the apron at hypothyroidchef.com. All right, today we're going to deep dive on a featured ingredient that often gets the spotlight in terms of thyroid healthy eating, seaweed. And no conversation about seaweed as a thyroid healthy food is complete without talking about the topic of iodine. Iodine might be the most confusing and controversial topic when it comes to thyroid nutrition. Experts have really strong opinions about this one, and those opinions can totally contradict each other but we're going to go there today so that we can set the record straight and get down to the truth about seaweed. Is it thyroid healthy or is it something we should avoid? The answer as it so often is, is it depends. In this episode, we're going to take a magnifying glass to seaweed as a thyroid supportive superfood. We'll talk about iodine in seaweed, including both how it can help and harm us as thyroid thrivers. We'll zero in on which types of seaweed may be safe to eat and incorporate into your well-balanced diet, depending as always on your individual situation, and why we shouldn't lump all types of seaweed into the same pile. We'll also look at some of the other thyroid supportive properties of seaweed and how to decide whether or not incorporating more seaweed into your diet is right for you. Before we dive into the show, I have an awesome resource I wanna share with you. Food is an essential piece of the puzzle when it comes to how we can reduce our symptoms, get our energy back, and just thrive. So if you want to learn more about thyroid healthy foods, I have an awesome free resource for you. I created a one-page grocery guide that you can print out and stick to your fridge or the inside of your kitchen cupboard as an easy reference point. This list includes over 130 delicious, colorful, nutrient-dense whole foods you can use to create thyroid-healthy meals and snacks. If you'd like to download it, I'll put the link in the show notes, or you can grab it at hypothyroidchef.com grocery. And I'll let you in on a little secret here. Seaweed is not on the list. Now, that's not because seaweed is necessarily bad for us. It's because seaweed is complicated. It can be good for many of us. In fact, it can be really good. But there are some things we need to know about seaweed before digging in. The first thing you need to know is that not all seaweed is created equal. When I see lists of thyroid healthy foods, say on social media, for example, I often see the term seaweed or sea vegetables listed as a food that is beneficial for thyroid. This is one of my biggest pet peeves and social media infographics like this can be really problematic because people see these really simplified lists and go, 
I need to eat more seaweed. And the truth is that that approach can be downright dangerous. Using the term seaweed or sea vegetables as a blanket recommendation for thyroid thrivers bugs me, and it's a bad idea. Here's why. Not all seaweed is created equal. Its natural iodine content is the reason seaweed is so often recommended as a thyroid supportive food. Now, here's a 30-second crash course on how the thyroid works. Are you ready? The function of the thyroid gland is to take iodine from the foods we eat and convert it into thyroid hormones, T4 or inactive thyroid hormone and T3 or active thyroid hormone. Now, thyroid cells absorb iodine and then combine it with the amino acid tyrosine to make T3 and T4. And those hormones are then released in the bloodstream, transported throughout the body where they control metabolism. So iodine is essential to the production of thyroid hormone and our bodies do not make iodine. So it's essential for us to consume it through the foods we eat. So should we just eat more iodine containing foods for better thyroid health? Not necessarily. And the trouble is really twofold here. Trouble number one is that the thyroid is picky about how much iodine it wants. Both iodine deficiency and excess can cause trouble for our thyroid health. And trouble number two is that while seaweed is one of the best dietary sources of iodine, the amount of iodine in various types of seaweed varies drastically. We'll explore the iodine content in various seaweed varieties in just a bit, but first let's talk about why iodine excess can really be too much of a good thing. So here's the deal. Your thyroid is picky about iodine. It's like Goldilocks. It reacts badly to both too much iodine and too little. Not enough can make it hard for the thyroid to do that job of making thyroid hormone, but too much can lead to thyroid dysfunction and also aggravate the autoimmune response. So like Goldilocks with her porridge, the thyroid really needs iodine to be just right. This is why so many thyroid experts warn against taking iodine supplements. It's often recommended that thyroid patients should not be on an iodine supplement unless directed and supervised by a qualified physician. Iodine supplements are tricky and they're somewhat dangerous. And this is yet another reason I like to take a food first approach to getting my key thyroid supporting nutrients. The National Institute of Health's recommended daily allowance for iodine in an adult is 150 micrograms with an upper limit of 1100 micrograms. We excrete a lot of our excess iodine through bodily fluids, especially urine. But as the Harvard School of Public Health warns those of us with autoimmune thyroid disease, as in Hashimoto's or Graves, or those of us with a history of iodine deficiency can be particularly sensitive to excess iodine. One of the sources of excess iodine consumption is high-dose iodine supplements. Another source of excessive iodine consumption is certain types of seaweed. So seaweed can do us a favor by providing iodine, which is a key thyroid supporting nutrient, but we need to understand a little more about seaweed to avoid getting too much iodine and doing more harm than good. Here's a little more on excess iodine. According to holistic nutritionist, Adrian Klein, while some thyroid experts have promoted high doses of iodine to be helpful for thyroid patients, that is not always the case. The American Thyroid Association issued a warning even about the risks of too much iodine, especially from supplement forms of iodine, potassium iodide, and kelp. 
So getting high doses of iodine can cause similar symptoms as iodine deficiency, like swelling in the neck, inflammation of the thyroid gland, and goiter. Also, studies have shown that an increased iodine load might also contribute to decreased utilization of thyroid hormones. Thyroid patients have increased vulnerability to excess iodine, and that could lead to the autoimmune form of hypothyroidism, also known as Hashimoto's. Even more concerning are studies that show that too much iodine can contribute to thyroid cancer. Thyrotoxicosis, a life-threatening complication of having elevated iodine levels, can also occur if you take iodine supplements. Thyroid drivers, the science is clear here. Iodine is critical to thyroid function, but we do need to be careful not to overdo it. It's also clear that supplementing with iodine is, is risky and should really only be done with proper testing and under the guidance of your trusted healthcare professional. So while we need to avoid overdoing it on iodine, the fact does remain that our thyroids do need enough of it, not too much, but enough to help the thyroid function. So where do we get iodine? Mainly from food. So how can you decide whether or not to incorporate more iodine into your diet? Like so many other aspects of thyroid-specific eating and nutrition, whether or not to incorporate more iodine-containing foods into your diet depends on you, the individual. Some of us in the hypothyroid camp find that incorporating a, a moderate amount of iodine-containing foods into our diets helps support thyroid function and makes us feel better. Some of us in the autoimmune thyroid disease camp find that iodine is overly stimulating and feel better on a low iodine diet. Some experts like Dr. Alan Christensen feel that we're all getting so much iodine from processed foods and beauty products that we should be on a low iodine diet. While other experts out there tout the benefits of incorporating iodine containing foods into our diets. The decision ultimately is up to you and your healthcare practitioner, and it really depends on your unique factors. One bio-individual factor to consider is that our diets really vary from person to person. Maybe you don't use iodized salt, eat processed food, or consume seafood regularly. Or maybe you live on a sailboat and eat tons of iodine-containing foods. Several factors can really come into play in regard to our iodine consumption. And that consumption can vary widely depending on where and how we live. So again, whether or not to incorporate more iodine into your diet really depends on your unique circumstances. Some other iodine-containing foods aside from seaweed include eggs, tuna, turkey, shrimp, cod, prunes, cranberries, skin-on potatoes, lima beans, bananas, and green peas. But what about the iodine in seaweed? Which types are okay for us and which types of seaweed should we avoid? Let's talk about it. Seaweed is one of the most commonly recommended food sources of iodine and one of the most common foods recommended for thyroid patients. But there are important details to consider in regards to seaweed. While seaweed in general does contain iodine, the amount varies very, very widely among types of seaweed, so much so that we can put our health at risk if we don't understand the difference between these apples to oranges varieties. 
Keep in mind, the amount of iodine in foods varies significantly depending on growing conditions like the mineral content of the soil, as well as any iodine containing fertilizers that might've been applied. Now those growing conditions also affect seaweed and the amount of iodine in seaweed can vary significantly depending on where it was grown. There are several varieties of edible seaweed, but we're gonna focus on four of the most commonly used and widely available types, nori, wakame, dulse, and kelp. We'll go in order of iodine concentration from lowest to highest. Okay, so first, nori. These are the dried papery seaweed sheets that are used to wrap your favorite sushi roll. Also those dried seaweed snacks, same stuff. So one sushi size sheet of nori contains approximately 24 micrograms of iodine or 16% of the daily value. Sounds pretty reasonable, right? Okay, seaweed number two, wakame. When you order the seaweed salad from your favorite sushi bar, wakame is typically what you get. It's also usually what's floating around in your bowl of miso soup. We often eat bigger portions of wakame, and therefore we get a significantly higher amount of iodine at 840 micrograms per one quarter cup serving, or 560% of the daily value. Seaweed number three, Atlantic Dulse. Dulse is a leafy red variety of seaweed that's available fresh, dried, or in flakes. Gourmands treasure the umami flavor of dulse, which many say is a lot like bacon. So one gram or half a teaspoon of dried dulse contains 150 to 300 micrograms of iodine, or in other words, 100 to 200% of the daily value. So this is starting to get higher, not astronomical, but especially when you're talking about double the daily value in half a teaspoon, dulse may be a seaweed to use sparingly. All right, seaweed number four and the absolute iodine bomb, kelp, also known as kombu. Kelp is the stuff that grows in those huge ocean forests and dried kelp leaves are sometimes used in Japanese cooking to flavor soup stocks like dashi broth. And then those leaves are discarded. Kelp is not considered safe to eat in the same way as other types of seaweed due to its extremely high iodine content. Yet I see it being put in smoothies and things by certain online health experts who tout its health benefits, especially for the thyroid. And this absolutely makes me cringe. Why? Because just one gram, about half a teaspoon of kelp, contains 2,984 micrograms of iodine. That's 20 times the recommended daily intake and nearly three times the safe upper limit. It's 2,000% of the daily value of iodine in a teeny tiny amount. Kelp seriously blows other types of seaweed out of the water in terms of iodine content. As thyroid thrivers, put that in your noggin and remember it. Use caution with kelp. The occasional miso broth infused with a piece of dried kelp, probably not a big deal. A sprinkle of kelp flakes on a breakfast bowl once in a while, that's one thing. But putting whole leaves of kelp or scoops of kelp powder in your smoothies, eek, warning, alert, like I'm just about to fall out of my chair over here. So you can see why we need to understand seaweed a little bit more before we just decide that eating more seaweed of any kind is good for our thyroid health. The takeaway is that seaweed can be a great dietary source of thyroid supportive iodine. But before you go adding a big scoop of kelp powder to your smoothie, remember 
not all seaweed is created equal. Okay, now that we've covered the very important difference between certain types of seaweed, let's talk about some other good reasons to eat the right kinds of seaweed besides iodine. The thyroid healthy properties of seaweed go far beyond its iodine content. In addition to iodine, some of the other key thyroid supporting nutrients found in various types of seaweed include tyrosine, potassium, iron, magnesium, zinc, selenium, and B vitamins. Seaweed also contains some rare anti-inflammatory compounds, anti-cancer properties, it can help balance our blood sugar, and it's also highly supportive of our gut health. While some information and misinformation has spread online regarding things like heavy metals in seaweed or radiation in seaweed caused by the Fukushima disaster, my favorite food researcher, Dr. Sarah Ballantyne, also known as the Paleo Mom, did a deep dive on seaweed. And ultimately, her professional opinion is that the right kinds of seaweed are still a safe and amazing food for our health. Some of the primary health benefits of seaweeds, in her opinion, is that they contain loads of micronutrients, including antioxidants, unique polyphenols, unique dietary fibers, and several trace minerals that are hard to get from other foods. It's easy to see why seaweed so often takes the nutritional spotlight and why many of us benefit from mindful consumption of it, myself included. Do I eat seaweed? Yeah, I do. I love sushi and I occasionally snack on dried seaweed snack sheets. I'm sure I've consumed a few bowls of Japanese soup that were infused with a leaf of dried kelp, which was then discarded. <laughs> and when given the opportunity at a restaurant, I enjoy trying different varieties of seaweed. It's not a dietary mainstay for me, but I like seaweed. In the summertime, when we're spending a lot of time in our swimming pool and I'm getting more exposed to chlorine, which is a known thyroid suppressant, I try to offset that by making a point to consume more iodine-containing foods like seaweed. I've also felt the negative effects of taking supplements containing iodine. Those sometimes send me into what I feel is a Hashimoto's flare, where I start to kind of yo-yo between hypo and hyperthyroidism. So I do not take iodine supplements. I share that just as one person's experience with eating seaweed and other iodine-containing foods, not because what's right for me is what's right for you necessarily, but because I understand and have experienced both the pros and cons of iodine consumption. Personally, I feel that consuming some food sources of iodine regularly, but not in excess, really does help me feel my best. And that sometimes includes certain safer types of seaweed. Iodine supplements, on the other hand, do not work for me and make me feel worse, not better. So that's just what works for me. Okay, let's review. Here's the bottom line and what I want you to remember from this show. Because the thyroid needs adequate iodine to function properly, moderate amounts of nori, wakame, and even dulse seaweed can be part of a nutrient-dense thyroid-healthy diet, taking your other individual factors into consideration. But, and this is a big but, when it comes to seaweed consumption, it's important to keep in mind that kelp contains dangerously high levels of iodine. That's why the term seaweed or sea vegetables shouldn't really be used as a blanket recommendation for thyroid patients without clarifying the vast difference between safer choices like nori, wakame, and dulse and potentially dangerous kelp. Has this been helpful? 
Do you eat seaweed? I'd love to hear about it. If you're watching on YouTube, share your experience with us in the comments. I hope that this show has informed and empowered you to make smarter, safer, and thyroid healthy decisions around seaweed consumption. Knowing the details and variances between nori, wakame, dulse, and kelp will enable you to do just that. If you want to learn more about thyroid healthy eating, don't forget to grab that thyroid healthy grocery guide featuring over 130 delicious foods to choose from for your thyroid healthy meals. You can find this free resource at hypothyroidchef.com slash grocery or find the link in the show notes. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of Thyroid Healthy Bites. If you've enjoyed the show, please don't forget to like, subscribe, or leave a review. It makes a huge difference. So I thank you in advance for supporting the show. I'm Jenny Mahar wishing you the best of health. See you next time.